At Our Father's House, our prayer is that you will be blessed and strengthened by the power of Jesus Christ. We would like to thank you for joining us today as we study God's Word. Now let's join Pastor Odie. hearing the word therefore Saul removed him from him and made him his captain over a thousand he went out and came in before the people verse 14 very 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 important verse and David behaved himself wisely in all his way and the Lord was with him let's pray father we come to you in Jesus name We thank you for your word. We thank you for what you're speaking to us. We thank you for freedom. We thank you for the spirit of revival and awakening that's going to sweep this land. We ask that you add your blessing to your word. Let it speak to us. Everyone say, let it speak to us. Let it change us. In Jesus' name. And everyone says, come on, everybody shout amen. Amen is an affirmation. Amen that you're in agreement. Amen. 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 Okay. From Saul to David. Right? Can take my time? How much time do I have? How much? Thank you, Ernie. I love Ernie. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me share a couple things with you. The tale of two kingdoms. So what, we've, what we see here, don't miss this. This is probably the most important thing I'll say to you. If you don't get this, everything else is irrelevant. What we see here is David's struggle with natural enemies. That's what we tend to see. We saw a nine foot six giant with 175 pounds of clothing and armor and a spear and all this stuff, a 17 pound spear. So we tend to see natural enemies, but behind these natural enemies are actually spiritual enemies that are opposed to the Davidic kingdom. Oh, God, help us get this word. So here's the deal. If we don't defeat... Now, this is is a message for you individually. And this is a message for the church corporately. Not just our Father's house, but as a whole. If we don't see that it's a spiritual fight and a spiritual battle and it's not flesh and blood but it's principalities and it's powers and it's spiritual wickedness in high places oh come on y'all gotta help your pastor 
Do you want, do you want to leave here changed? Come on, come on. Uh, Danny, I feel an anointing coming on this word. Come on, we're, 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 not, we're not up here just to, to preach you a sermon, but we're here to deliver a message that if you'll get revelation of it in your spirit, it's going to change you. Come on, intercessors, pray for, for the word to go forth. I want people to rise up and to be part of the Davidic kingdom. Now, why would, and I'm getting ready to tell you, we've talked for eight weeks now or whatever on the tale of two kingdoms and, and how Saul's kingdom was, was torn from him and he was rejected to being king and God raised up David as a king. But why is it, why was it important for the Davidic, the Davidic kingdom to go forward and why is it important for it to go forward in our lives? I'm getting ready to tell you. Behind these natural enemies were spiritual ones that opposed the Davidic kingdom. Oh, hallelujah. Listen. Jesus was to come from this line and sit up on this throne. David was fighting something beyond the natural. Through the Holy Spirit, he was contending with the powers of darkness that were set against the arrival of the kingdom of God. No, I don't know if you're getting that or not. This wasn't about bragging rights between Saul and David. This was about spiritual enemies, Brandon, that did not want the Davidic kingdom to go forth because if the Davidic kingdom goes forth, then we're going to get the lion of the tribe of Judah, the one that has prevailed, the oh, oh glory, the seed of Jesse, the root of David. Are y'all not seeing that? See, and what God wants to do, this it's not about a building, and it's not about us being able to celebrate. This is about spiritual war. This is about what's going on in our White House. Oh, come on. This is about what's going on in our nation. This is a what this is what's happening in France. This is what's happening in Turkey. This is a spiritual battle, and you can't defeat a, you can't be beat a, a spiritual enemy with natural means. You have to go to the source. Come on, is anybody with me in this house? That's what was taking place here. Until somebody, and I don't want to get all political here, but until somebody stands up and, 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 and recognizes who the enemy is, it's no, it's no different now than it was then. You see, this thing started all the way back in Genesis when, when, the, when, when pride uh, tried to put itself above God. See, and Saul was operating in the same spirit. Are y'all seeing that? It's a spiritual thing. This is not just a, this is not just a children's uh, story that we tell. This is something that's happening, taking place in the spirit. And pride was kicked out of heaven, so pride tries to control man. Oh, it starts, it all starts with pride. Are y'all with me? That's what's taking place in our nation. Blessed is the nation whose God is Yahweh. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know if I'm going to get to this or not. It's time for people to wake up. Can I tell you that no one, I'm, I'm already in now, Elder. No one that's, that, that, that's, that's placed in the White House is going to fix this thing 
by natural means. You know, people don't want to hear this. But, you know, in George Washington's farewell address to this nation, he was our first president, as you well know it, his, his farewell address, he said, he made this statement. He said, no nation can prosper without they have God and have, if you're walking according to this book right here. He said, if you take out morals and you take out that book, you're in trouble. That was our first president. Benjamin Franklin said he thought the great seal of the United States. When the president stands in front of the podium, y'all know what the great seal of the United States is? It's right here. Benjamin Franklin said he thought that, should, that great seal should depict the children of Israel coming out of Egypt. That's what he wanted to make it. You go to our nation's capital and the word of God's all over. It's, it's on every building. It's everywhere. The Ten Commandments, they won't let you put them in your yard. They fuss you put them in your yard, but guess what? They're on the Supreme Court building. What we need is some people to live it. and for, not, not just, Amen. I don't, I don't know how I got here, but I'm you, you got to understand, that's what's taking place. That's the battle. And they hate us because we support Israel. I said it. It's a spiritual battle. To shut down the kingdom of God. They hate the name of Jesus. And see, Satan was already starting back here. Already back here, Francis. Because he wanted to stop the Davidic king. Because see, David was in the direct bloodline to Jesus. You shut it down. He was to sit up on the throne of David. Well, if I said amen and closed her out right now and you got all that, we'd, be, we'd, we'd get something, right? So Jesus was to, was to come from that line and sit up on this throne. David was fighting something beyond the natural. Fears the spirit. Are y'all with your pastor? All these other things that falls under witchcraft. Come on. Through the Holy Spirit, he was contending with the powers of darkness that were set against the arrival of the kingdom of God. David's prophetic prayers were weapons against the enemy's attempt to stop the promised seed. David's victories in prayer opened the way for his throne to continue. The throne of wickedness was unable to overcome the throne of righteousness. So David became, he was a man after God's own heart. God taught David and he became a warrior king. And his victories caused the kingdom to be established. His victory over the house of Saul came after a long war. And that's what we're talking about. Now, how do we get to that place? It's one thing to stand up and to, and to say, yeah, that's me. I believe all that stuff. But how do we really get there? How do we, how do we live it? How do we, how do we walk in it? And, 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 I, and I'm, gonna, I'm just going to be honest with you. If, you. if you haven't got anything from these series of messages we preached on the Tale of Two Kingdoms, I have. And God has just messed me. <laughs> and you know what? I want to walk just like David walked. I want to walk, and I know what some of you are saying. Wait a minute, Pastor. He, he messed up. He messed up really bad. I know he did, but he, 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 he walked in repentance. 
He walked in repentance. He was humble before God, creating me a clean heart. Come on, let's pray it together. Creating me a clean heart, oh God. Renew a right spirit within. No, oh, come on, you need to pray that prayer. Unless, unless everything's all right, if you're just perfect before God, then you're, you're exempt. But let's pray. Creating me a clean heart, oh God. And renew a right spirit within me. Then I can teach transgressors your way. Then I can lead sinners to repentance. Then I can establish the kingdom of God. Make us clean. Give us clean hands. Oh, hallelujah. Give us clean hands. And a pure heart. Let's get the junk out of our lives. Let's get the pride out of our lives. Let's get the lust out of our lives. Let's get the envy out of our lives. Come on, I'm talking about the church rising up and not just pretending to be the church, but I'm talking about you're the church when you're driving down the road and you're, you're, the, you're the church when nobody's around. You're just as much the church in secret as you are when you're in this place. Oh, hallelujah. It's good stuff, ain't it? All right, let's try to, let's try to share some thoughts with you from what... What we read here, and just real quick, just to review from Thursday night, you know, David, David here, here, David had brought back the head of Goliath, and he met with Saul. I told him Thursday night, I think, I think that conversation was quite lengthy, more so than what we read in the scriptures. You know, David was still carrying that head. I love that. You know, I don't know how long he carried it around. David, he's just carrying that head around, letting everybody know. Amen. Here's what we did. And he let Saul know what they did, not what he did. Did you get that? The Lord was with him. And then Saul's son, you know, Saul's son, Jonathan, had the same spirit as David. If you study and if you go back, 1 Samuel chapter 14, it says he smote a garrison of the Philistines. So he, he, was, he was right there. They, were, they had the same spirit. Saul was Saul was 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 not only or Jonathan was not only a prince but he was the crown prince. Jonathan was the oldest son of the king. David was the youngest son of a farmer. Kept sheep. Amen. Not only was he the oldest, not only was he just the prince, he was the crown prince. He was set to be the king. Oh, here this this is where it gets really really good teaching. When you're willing to give up for somebody else, amen, I never did understand why people fought to get in line at a Christian concert. I always struggled with that one, you know, let's get to winter jam early so we can get the best seat and we'll get in line early and shove everybody else out of the way. Oh, this is good teaching, ain't it? It's kind of like trying to outrun everybody to get in line at Walmart, and you'll run everybody over. Hurry, here comes a family of ten. Hallelujah, Jesus. Y'all said you wanted it. But that Jonathan was knit. They had the same spirit, the same soul. And, and, and here's the deal. Jonathan gave, gave David his armor, and guess what? David took it, and he humbly took it. Remember, he wouldn't take Saul's armor. He's touching that stuff. That's flesh. But you're, 
we have a kindred spirit, pal. I like your armor. I'll, t- I'll use it. Are y'all with me? Come on. I got to go. We got to go. Amen. Somebody say amen. We got to go because there's something I want to show you. There's some things I want to show you. I told them Thursday night. We're, gonna, we're just going to go real quickly here. But look at, look at verse 5. Verse 5 again, Jacob. You're so awesome. Verse 5. And David went wherever Saul sent him. And See, he, he made David part of his home. He was now, he went from a shepherd to being in the king's house. He went from the field to the palace. Right? And he, 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 but it says, David went out and whatever Saul sent him, he behaved himself wisely. And Saul put him over the men of war. He made him a general. He was, just, he was right up there working with Abner. He was accepted inside all the people and also on the side of Saul's servants. Somebody say, everything's good. One big happy family. Amen? But everything changed in verse 6. It's all downhill from here. You never saw things good between Saul and David again. Never again. Look at verse 6. And it came to pass, when they came, David was returned from the slaughter. He went and killed a whole bunch more Philistines. That the women came out of all cities. Somebody say all cities. Look at that word all. Somebody say all. All cities of Israel singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tambourines. And they're singing a song in every city of Israel, everywhere they go. And here's the song they hear. Saul has killed a thousand or his thousands, but David's killed his ten. Everywhere he went, he had to hear that song. Now, the thing is, they were still singing about Saul, right? They were still singing about him. But he was jealous. There's a test here. There was two tests took place here. There was a test, and I'm not going to rush this. We're just going to teach you. There was two tests. There was one for Saul, and there was one for David. The test for Saul was to see if he could overcome what God had done for David. Now David was the man. You know, I told him Thursday night, you know, if this happened today, David's picture would be on the front of every magazine. He'd be on Sports Center, guys. He'd be, I mean, he'd be on, he'd be on the news. He'd be everywhere you turn, you'd see David. That's what this means. Every city they went to, they're singing David's song. You know, they're still talking about Saul, but he was jealous because they said he killed a thousand and David killed ten. When you, when you look at what God is, oh glory, if you can't, if you can't rejoice with what God is doing in somebody else's life, God will never be able to use you to prosper anything and do anything in the kingdom. You have to rejoice. You may be just kind of struggling on that day and God's using, you know, I may come in here and, 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 and the word for the day, God just wants to use Brandon or God wants to use Justin or God wants to use whoever, amen. You know, God wants to use one of these boys, or Blake or Caleb or he might call up whoever. But see, that's the thing. It's just we got to say we just want God to show up. We just want God to move. It doesn't matter who it comes through. Are y'all with me? It don't matter. You know, and it's not about, well, what's happening at, oh, come on. I'm just, come on. I, I, I was going to just review a little bit, Judy, but I can't get past this. You know, it's not about, well, what's going on at the church up the road? I can't figure, why do they have more people than we have? That's not what it's about. It's about what God has called us to do right here in Newtown, Kentucky, in this ministry. It doesn't matter if we have a thousand and they have ten. It's all part it's all part of the kingdom of God until we get that attitude of competition out well they can sing better we sing better than them we play better than them that's hogwash that's baloney that's not according to the word of God that's you know what it is that's a Saul spirit 
I'm trying to get us from Saul to David. Sometimes we kill or we have a great victory. I hope y'all are enjoying this as much as I am enjoying delivering it. Sometimes we have a great victory in our life, but hear me, as your pastor, oftentimes that's when the greatest test comes. This was a test. When Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days, fasting, when he came out, elder, Satan was there to tempt him. To test him. Saul failed the test. I told him Thursday night, they're still singing about him. This guy has failed miserably. But they still met him. Read the, read the verse. There's just, I told them Thursday night, they, they could have been singing. Saul hid like a chicken for 40 days and David killed Goliath. Right? That's actually what happened. Oh, you got to get this word. Envy. Jealousy and envy will stifle your anointing. Y'all love me. If your prayer is not getting answered, it's not going to get answered if you're, if, you're, if you're eat up with envy and jealousy. Oh, somebody say, help our pastor. Okay, here we go. We got to go. So, look what the verse says. Jump ahead real quickly, verse 14. And David behaved himself wisely in all his ways, and the Lord was with him. So, they're singing the number one song in the land about David. But David received this popularity wisely. Amen? He behaved himself wisely and the Lord was with him. Somebody say amen. So when you're praised and you're popular, don't let it go to your head. Don't let it change. Don't let it dominate your thinking. You know, I'm sure David was happy to hear this, but here's the deal. Write this down. He kept the heart and mind of a shepherd even in a season of great success. Amen? And, you know, because David could be so content and so happy before the Lord and keeping sheep with no praise or popularity, then when he, he was able to handle it when it came in all the land. Amen? So because his heart was right in the shepherd's field, David behaved himself wisely when popularity came. So if you can't, if you can't behave yourself right in the shepherd's field, it's probably one reason God never gives you popularity because you can't handle it. Do y'all love me? So, you know, Saul got angry. He got angry. Let's read on. Verse 8. Saul was very angry. He got, he got upset. He was displeased. He said, David scribed to David 10,000 and me just thousands. He's, ain't nothing left for him to have but the kingdom. And he started getting suspicious of David. And let's pick it up now in verse 10. Give me a few minutes here. And it came to pass in the morrow 
that this evil spirit from God came up on Saul and he prophesied in the midst of the house and David played with his hand as at other times but there was a javelin in Saul's hand. Wow. It's interesting, right? Do you guys think it's interesting? Scripture says he prophesied. Now we're going to talk to you how not to fight back. This really, if you study this word, it's, it's, it's a bad uh, interpretation here. You have to study the Hebrew word. And actually what it's talking about here, Brandon, is just babblings. Sometimes people, when they are disobedient to God and they, they've walked in an anointing and God's anointing is upon them and they walk in disobedience and now they want to try to show people they can still walk in that anointing when really it's just babblings. Because he wanted, he wanted to try to prove that he still had it, but he didn't have it. And he was losing it more every day. He was failing miserably. can't fake this there's a lot of things oh can I just be truthful there's a lot of things going on in the church today across the land that it's just activity that's called that people are calling worship and it's supposedly things that are happening that people are calling prophetic words but it's just babblings I said it we're pulling out all the stops right he wasn't really prophesying he just wanted people to think he was and he was probably just trying to build himself back up. Somebody say amen. He's, he wasn't in his right mind, guys. His spirit was up on him. He wasn't in his right mind. He opened the door to an evil spirit. I've been in services. Come on, I've, I've been in services. Tammy, we've seen people supposedly, they're prophesying, but it's just babblings. Amen? Have you ever heard of the one about to? Don't go there. Wanda's shaking her head. Don't go there. <laughs> you know, I heard one guy say it one time. He said, Michelob, Michelob, the glory of the Lord has departed. <laughs> yeah, it's departed, all right. babblings are we all right i gotta go where's david at david scott look at verse 10 i do want to share a couple things with you here it's important are y'all receiving the word verse 10 look at verse 10 or verse verse 11 this evil spirit he prophesied in the midst and david played with his hand as other times when there was a javelin in Saul's hand. I want you to see this real quick. David played music with his hand. And this, this uh, uh, Samantha, this just, this just wiped me out when I really, you know, sometimes we read a verse and we don't really see it, right? But when I read it this time, I really saw it. The same hand that had killed Goliath. The same hand that he had used to kill the bear and the lion. 
And now he's promoted in Israel, but that same hand says, I'm not too good to go back and to play again for the king because he's still the king. Oh, y'all, y'all got to get that. The same hand. Wait a minute. He could have said, I'm above that. I'm above that. Don't you understand it? I just killed this giant. I've been anointed by the prophet to be the next king. It's you're done. It's time for me to take the throne. But no, that man that came out of that shepherd's field, that killed that giant, that carried that head around, that carried that bloody head around, that killed the bear, that killed the lion, he said, yeah, I can still sit down and play for the king. Oh, you got to see that. When we get to the point where we think we're too good, we're too good to park a car in a parking lot, we're too good to work in the nursery, we're too good to clean the restrooms, I'm anointed, I'm a prophet, I'm this or I'm that, I'm above that, I'm the bishop, I'm the apostle. No, you're a servant in the kingdom of God. And until you learn to serve and say, I'll serve the king, I may have killed a giant yesterday, but today I'm going to play for the king. Oh, are y'all with me? That's, that's how you, you defeat enemies. That's how you bring forth the kingdom. We got this thing reversed. Do you guys know that, that 2,000 years ago, there was this guy that was a king, and he had everything. Actually, a little over 2,000 now. He had everything. His father owned the cattle on a thousand hills. His dad owns the earth and the fullness thereof. But you know what? He became a servant. He gave up his life to become a servant. This is the battle after the battle. See, David, we, we, we get that. We get that. Yeah, he killed, he killed a giant, right, kids? He killed a giant. Can I suggest to you this was a bigger giant than the one out in the field? The giant of humility. The giant of pride. Can you walk in humility when facing the giant of pride? Where you at? There you are. Thank you, pal. A couple more minutes. Somebody say amen. So... The same hands that killed the bear and the lion and the, and the giant once again played music unto the Lord, ministering to a troubled king. You know, David obviously was skillful in war and in music. But more, more remarkable than all of that was his humble heart. David had a heart after God. Can somebody say amen? You know, most men ran after the fame that it came to David would... You know, they would, they, would, they, would, they would consider this kind of service beneath them. Amen? Amen? Somebody say amen. Because he, he was a general in the army. He was famous in all of Israel. He had women dancing and singing songs about him. Every city. David's a man. 
Where is that general? Where is he at? Where's he at? Where's he at? Oh, he's over there playing for the king. Amen? Now, so, now, real quickly, we're going to try to finish this part up. On this occasion, now, here's where it goes from the worship leader to you or the pastor to you. Now, all of a sudden, the way the evil spirits left Saul before, they wouldn't, they were still there. And it wasn't because David was any different. It's because of Saul's heart and his attitude toward worship, toward David. Now he takes a javelin and throws it. You know, David's playing. Get this picture, guys. He's playing, and here's Saul standing there with a the javelin in his hand. What would you be thinking? And then he throws it, and the scripture says he's going to try to pin him to the wall. David evidently picks it up and takes it back to him. How do you know? Because the scripture says twice. He tried to kill him twice. Okay, let me ask you a question. Had that been you, God had done what he'd just done in your life, and you were out there playing for the king, and he throws this spirit, this javelin, would it say, and so-and-so picked up the javelin and pinned Saul against the wall? Would, would you, you know, David had every right, Tom, to say, dude, I just killed Goliath. I just killed, uh, do, you re- do you not realize there's a 10-foot grave out there in the Valley of Allah? Do you not realize that is the whole nation of Israel was scared to death of this giant, but I took him down with a, with a sling and a stone because the Lord is with me? Do you not realize what just happened out there? You were scared to death of him, and you're going to throw this at me? Go out there and look at that 10-foot grave. And we're going to dig one right next to it for you. But he took it back to him. David had a heart after God. The battle, after the battle, and how not to fight back. As Christians, we we too often use that phrase about what payback is, right? Come on, somebody help your pastor. Are you with me? David escaped his presence, Brandon. He got away from him. You know, he could have said, if, if Goliath can't scare me, you sure can't. He didn't throw it back. Somebody say amen. He escaped his presence twice. Perhaps, I'm closing, perhaps the most remarkable word in this chapter is twice. Everybody say twice. That means Saul threw the spear twice. That means Saul missed twice. Right? Here's the most important part. That means after Saul missed twice, David still played again. How many of us are willing to do that? 
You know, a lot of us, I put this in my notes, a lot of us would say, one miss and I've paid my dues. One, once is submission to the Lord, twice is stupidity. That would be a lot of our attitudes, right? How many wants to change? How many wants to be what God wants you to be? Have I got any people in here that's, that, that, that you, want, you want to live like this? You know, you don't want to play church. You just don't want to act like, you know, this, that, or the other. You want to be the real deal. You want to walk like David walked. Amen? That's where true submission comes in. David, verse 14, I'm closing. David behaved himself wisely in all his ways, and the Lord was with him. Now, it's not, it's not easy. David, it's not easy to behave wisely when there's spears being thrown at you, right? It's easy to behave wisely when you're put out, you know, when you're, when, when, you know, when, when you, everything's going well. It's not easy when you're put out of the palace and you got spears being thrown at you. Amen. It's not easy to do that. But even in the midst of all those circumstances, you can behave wisely if the Lord is with you. And you recognize that. Amen. Do y'all receive the word this morning? I know it's not one of those shout-me-down words. You know, we're not, I started to say we're not killing giants, but yes, we are. It's not that natural one, nine foot, six inches tall. It's that little bitty fox that gets inside your heart and spoils the vine. Wow. If you would like to know more about Our Father's House and upcoming events, log on to ourfathershouseky.org.